0: This episode, part six of the Faith Walking Principles series, Ken Schumann and a group of faith walkers reflect on God and boundaries. This conversation was recorded in April of 2023. We want to remind you that Faith Walking's mission is to make wholeness possible for individuals, communities, and the world. Visit us at www.faithwalking.com. Join the conversation
1: today uh, what I would like to talk about is God and boundaries does God have boundaries yes that's what I believe okay I believe God models boundaries for us and so I want to I want to highlight um I'm I'm not going to use this tomorrow but I So I thought I'd use it today, but I just went through and began to to reflect on how is it in God's character and nature that God implements this idea of boundaries? Because often people are resistant to boundaries because they think, oh, well, boundaries are selfish, Uh, boundary, you know, whatever. Uh, None of that is true. And God implements and models it for us. So the first thing I would say related to this is God will not do for us what God wants us to do for ourselves. We've talked about that quite a lot here, but I want to say this too, too often I believe Christian people expect God to do things for them that God expects them to do for themselves. We want we want God to be responsible for us rather than us taking responsibility for our own lives. Uh, I, I've said this before, but I, I want to say it again. What we want is for God to overfunction on our behalf so that then we can under-function. And I'm reminded of, of verses of Scripture like Philippians 2.12, where it says, work out your own salvation. Well, I don't know all that that means, and and we won't go into that, but the idea is there's a role we play. There's work we do, and we are responsible for that. I'm reminded over and over of even occasions where Jesus did miracles and in mark 10 fifty one he asked the question, "What do you want from me? What do you want me to do?" And they had to tell him what what they wanted what what, what they wanted from Jesus before anything happened. Um, so there's something built into the character and nature of God where God says, "I'm not going to assume anything for you." I'm not going to do for you what you can do for yourself and uh, and and so here's my boundary, and you're going to have to ask for what you want. A second idea about boundaries is and this one, I know you all know, this is not really new, but but God gets to say no. And no is the one word boundary. I'll say it this way. God is not obligated to do anything. God is not under compulsion. I'm reminded of the Apostle Paul who prayed numerous times that whatever is thorn in the flesh, whatever that means and whatever that was, would be taken away. And God kept saying no not going to take that away so being able to say no and also being able to to be told no are two key places of growth around the idea of boundaries how do i behave when i'm told no Here's a big one for me, because in my, in my first formation, I, 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 I was, this was implicit. It was never explicitly taught, but we are not entitled to God's favor. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, well, well God's got to do this for, no, God's not under compassion and god says no and here's the other interesting thing and god respects when we tell god no what do i mean by that uh, the story that always pops into my head is the rich young ruler who comes to jesus by night and uh, or uh, doesn't come to jesus but but he comes to jesus says what do i need to do to gain eternal life and jesus Tells him that go sell everything you have and come follow me. And the man turned away and went away sad. Um, That's just one example of, I believe God built us innate within the DNA of humanity. God built us with freedom. Freedom to choose and freedom to say yes and freedom to say no. And God invites us to say yes to God's design, because I believe God would say, because my design is the way to the fully human, fully alive life. But we keep saying no. And God says, okay, you get to say no. So I'm not going to make you do anything. And that's what boundaries are. Boundaries are around the ideas. I can both say no, and I can be told no when I ask others to do things for me. Third idea with all of that said, however, God allows consequences to occur when we make bad choices we all we all know be not deceived God is not mocked whatsoever a man soweth that will he also reap we sow what we reap we reap what we sow. Um, uh, our Hindu friends would call that karma. But that principle, I believe, is built into the nature of God. God allows us to say no, but god but God does not stop us from suffering consequences. And boundaries are about having limits and allowing for allowing there to be consequences. that you reap what you sow verses in Galatians 6 verse seven and eight and there's it's it's really a, a fascinating connection for me because in in Galatians 6 verse 2 and verse 5 there are there are two interesting verses so in verse 2 um, it it says, carry each other's burdens. And then in verse five, it says, carry your own burdens. So I'm still exploring that and I'll come back with a with another Bible study because guess what? There's two different Greek words for, for burden in each of those two verses. <laughs> and one means a light load, one means a heavy load. But beyond that, uh it it's this idea i think implied in that in that verse this group that that god says you're responsible for your own life so don't don't so live into your responsibility take ownership of your life uh don't be a victim in the world so we are We are not responsible for other people, but we are responsible to other people to love them well. And one of the ways we love them well is when their burden gets overwhelming, we come under their burden with them and help carry their load with them. So we're not responsible for them, but we are responsible to them, and that's all part of boundaries as well. I hope that's not confusing, and if it is, that's okay. I think, uh, I think the fourth idea and the final idea that I would mention here is that uh, that a part of boundaries is this idea that we take responsibility and we don't live as victims in the world. And in Matthew twenty-two verses one through fourteen is. Uh, is a challenging section of scripture about the person that uh, that threw a wedding party. Uh, you remember the story, and all of the original guests that were invited, none of them showed up. And in it, the story goes on to say, so then the uh, the person throwing the party said, well, OK, if those people won't show up, well, we'll just go invite a bunch of other people and we'll we'll go invite anybody off the street to come. And, you know, again, there's some uh, interesting things in there. But but here's the point. The man in the story didn't behave as a victim. So how would you like to throw a party and nobody show? What most of us would do, I'm afraid what I would do, let me just speak for myself. What what I would do is wallow in self-pity oh my gosh, I have no friends, nobody likes me, I throw a party and nobody comes, what are they, they think I'm boring, they think I'm lame, well, you know, I, I mean, and I would just wallow in that self-pity that nobody showed up, and in the story, the person didn't wallow in self-pity, he simply said, okay, we just got, we, we just got to expand the invitation list, and he did, and a bunch of new people showed up, so within the, the idea of boundaries and God is this idea, God uh, does not want us to live like we're victims. God, I would say, doesn't, doesn't want us to live uh, where, where we're always overwhelmed by the circumstances of our lives but that god would invite us to take responsibility and simply say okay if that didn't work then i'm just going to turn over here and do this but that we take ownership of our lives and in part of that is and we and we don't just expect well god's just going to risk something'll happen you know god's going to drop a million dollars out of the sky onto the roof of my house and I'm going to be set for, for life. And oh, what, how great will that Now, I, I'm not saying God doesn't show up in miraculous ways. Sometimes God does. But I want to say those times are rare. They're, 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 they're the exception rather than the norm. And that part of maturing in life is taking ownership of my own life, taking responsibility for my own life. And living my life in such a way that I'm not just expecting God to be the magic fairy in the sky that provides things for me uh, out of the blue. So I think that's about it. So what's any of that stir up for you today? What do you think about God and boundaries?
2: I'm thinking about a lot of things um, because this hits right where I am at the moment with my uncertainty about what I'm going to be doing in the next month or next year. Yeah. Um, and trying to balance taking ownership and doing what I can, but not being a pest to the people that are ultimately going to make some of the decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I would love God's miraculous intervention, like the mm. text message from God, Judith, do this um so far it hasn't come. Um, I'm still hoping. Um, and and it's just it's the good thing is it doesn't have me overly anxious. I'm not shaking and, and miserable all the time mm-hmm. um which is which is lovely, but it's also unsettling. Um, because I can just do Mm -hmm. my part in this and I, I need to be careful. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's tough. It's really tough right now. Yeah. And, you know, the end of the semester is coming quickly. Um, and I still don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hear you, Judith. And I, I, and there are no simple answers for any of that, right? Not, yeah. um, and especially when it comes to our future. Um, yeah, it's just challenging uh, because I, I want to rest in God's provision.
2: Right.
1: While at the same time realizing, okay, well, but God gets to pick, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, what if God decides. He wants me to struggle for a while. Mm. Well, guess what? I don't want to struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it. it's just hard. It's hard.
2: And I have to respect too, that the people on the other end of this decision making have their boundaries.
1: Correct. And they can yeah. say no.
2: And they can say no. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. On the one hand, I think boundaries are great. On the other hand, right at this moment, I hate them. That's honest.
1: Thank you for that honesty. And I get it.
0: I've been thinking a lot about um, what you were just saying, Judith, actually, about we want, we all hunger for God's intervention. Text messages, neon lights, flags in our life. We want that. I never thought of God withholding that as a boundary, though. And that's an interesting um way to think about that. I've been, I've I've, I've used the illustration a couple of times recently. I'm teaching a world religion class right now. And I've used the example of of, of the laws of nature are in place. Like this is a pen. If I drop the pen laws of nature say it's going to drop to the ground. That is a law of nature that God put in place. And short of divine intervention, it's going to drop. But every now and then, he does seem to swoop in and catch catch it before mm-hmm. it drops. Mm-hmm. And why and when he does that and why and when he doesn't is a constant source of, okay, frustration, but faith, right? Of both. Mm -hmm. and and i wish it happened more often i I had never thought of that as god limiting himself boundering himself sometimes even when we ask
2: and when we cry out Mm
0: -hmm. for that
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
2: i had lunch with a woman the other day um another priest in our diocese who was telling me a story about how she just was uncertain about what what where she should go in her faith, and she had a vision where God said, and she saw Jesus. She didn't see a face, but she saw this heavenly body, um, with her eyes, and who said, "Come, please come." And I'm thinking, oh, how nice that would be if I could have a vision too. Um, I'm glad for her, but so far,
1: yeah. What's that stirring in the, I'm gonna I'm going to take a turn and chase just a little rabbit just a little bit. Uh, it, for me, a, a, big, a, a big piece of that is, and how do I distinguish between what's my voice and what's God's voice? Uh, because I do pray and I, I pray for discernment and I pray for clarity around God's calling and God's invitation. And I have a story. So I've been, I've been meeting with a guy here in my local community because I want to get something going here in Tomball, my, where I live uh, with faith walking. And, uh, and I've been meeting with a guy uh, for months now, since about, since January, probably since December, probably uh, uh, just off and on around, trying to get something going. And uh and I and he was real enthused and I was real enthused at, at first. And and the longer it's gone, the more I feel like I'm not sure it's the right thing. Okay. So we had a meeting scheduled, an in-person meeting scheduled for Tuesday. And and I'm I'm praying over it and saying, Okay, God, I really need to hear your voice. And I I really want to know: is this something I need to pursue, or is it time to just say no? You know, well, so I go, and guess what happens? The guy doesn't show up. So is that God's voice? <laughs> or or not? Okay, okay, Lord, I prayed. I wanted clarity, and it's really clear. This guy didn't show up. Well, that's, that must be. Or is that just Ken Schumann's voice saying, you know what? I really kind of want out of this. I don't think it's really what I want to do. Um, And I just want to acknowledge discerning the invitation of God sometimes gets confusing. It's just confusing. You know, I think I'm going to interpret it as, well, God spoke. But I don't know that to be absolutely true.
0: So, Ken, what if you asked him? What if you asked the guy? Ask is,
1: him what?
0: You know, is, what are his thoughts about doing a faith walking? And where is he with all of this and sharing what you are sensing?
1: Yeah. Well, most of that I have done, Jerry. I've been talking with him about what, and uh, but I but I haven't seen him to follow up with it. So yeah, that's definitely a possibility. And something, I mean, you know, eventually I'm going to have to have another conversation with him and talk about what's next, what are we doing, and are we doing? And I haven't heard from him. So, I'm not even sure he knows he forgot the meeting. Uh, <laughs> Angela, were you wanting to say something?
0: No, you just answered it. I was wondering if he had if if he had followed up later and and if that could lead to further conversation, but he hasn't so,
1: yeah. So let's get back to boundaries and God. Anything else getting stirred? <clears throat> what are you thinking, Sean?
3: Well, as I go to talk, I sort of choke here. Um, one of the things that was, is kind of as you're talking, I just wonder if the the language even of the kingdom of God is the boundary of God. Mm. Um, and we're, because one of the tensions and that I kind of run into with myself and with folks is, is this kind of ideology that comes with like, we'll just surrender, just give it to God. Right. Which leads to um usually means give it to god i'm going to act however i want and um god's gonna have to figure out the the mess that i make and clean it up for me <laughs> right mm-hmm. um but if we took it as i'm gonna giving it to god is me surrendering my kingdom and entering into the boundaries of god sure right i'm sure. gonna enter into yeah. his boundaries mm-hmm. and do it in his ways and and if he miraculously changes people's hearts or does something amazing, great. And if he doesn't, I still operate within the boundaries that he's given. Um, that would be me actually giving it to him, yeah. Not for sure. me being selfish and greedy and, and hoping that God honors that mm-hmm. somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and because that's just like the the mix up that I kind of run into with the ministry stuff is um, um, that low level of awareness and maturity is usually in the mix. And people are just giving it to God yeah. and continually just making messes <laughs> and, yeah. and ev- everything's everyone else's fault because, because they're not giving it to God. And it's like, no, you're just a tyrant, right? You're just a, a mm-hmm. turbulent tornado coming through in every situation. And so it's just like um, honoring those boundaries that God has put up. Um, yeah. Um, because they slow things down. They, they make it harder and they make it more confusing and um, yeah. sometimes not as sure. So. So that's kind of where I'm just thinking of the the, the kingdom mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. a dynamic of God's boundaries.
1: Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I, I it, what what strikes me as you talk about that is one of the words I use is the realm of God, the realm of God's design, where th- everything everything and everybody is aligned with with God's design and God's way. That's the realm. That's the kingdom of God. So definitely, there's the boundary of am I aligned with God's design? And when I am, I, yeah, I'm operating in this way that God designed me to to operate. And when I'm outside of that boundary, I'm operating in, in some other way. So absolutely.
4: Sean, you said something that um, made me remember, you said something about how it slows things down and it reminded me, and we all know this, that our timing is not God's timing. And sometimes we put boundaries on a time or decision that um, he's just planting seeds for for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That just that just struck me as his idea of time, and we all know this, his idea of time is so different from ours. And I know we all have examples where we can look back and say, "Oh, you know, I see now. Sometimes we see." But um, yeah, I was just thinking that.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Not that it makes it any easier.
3: Yeah,
4: <laughs> it's hard to wait and not know.
1: I know none of us would ever do this, but I know you, you probably know people that do it. Um, do you know people that, that feel entitled to God's favor? And what does that look like?
5: Earning it by good works.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I think I think my mind, Laura, goes to to a little bit of a different place, to a place that, oh, well, I'm a I'm a good Christian. And so therefore God's going to do things for me that God's not going to do for those disobedient people that aren't. And so I'm entitled because I'm a good because and maybe that's exactly what you're saying, good words. Uh but because I'm a good Christian um yeah i'm entitled
5: yeah that's what i was thinking
3: okay words okay good well i'm glad yeah we had a similar kind of story just connects with that uh had some folks that wanted to do some like ministry opportunity they wanted to start something up and um my my nature is to kind of like show like like this is going to be really hard like mm-hmm. to start something from scratch is hard, um, but they were very confident that they, they had it all under control mm-hmm. because they've been following Jesus forever and they knew everything and they were really great. Um, but as we progressed more and more, it was clear that they, they thought they kind of deserved all the, the spoils, you will. If you take the, like the little hen that cooks the bread and does all the hard work, they, they kind of deserved some of the bread that other people had made right. because they were just so great
1: right and eventually right. it
3: just got to a point where it was like look if you don't want to be a part of the community and let the community form you and do all those things like go make your own bread
1: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and it was like a very oh the end of the world kind of a thing it was like um it didn't really bother me because i was like i just know how hard it is to make bread yeah you know sure. to pull a group of people together and get them sure. to work together and, and and sustain it and um, um you know, they're, they're kind of, you know, they probably won't ever see this and they probably, you know, but they're kind of floundering and it's kind of like, well, of course, like, yeah, you got it all put together. And it's interesting. It's an entitlement that in our culture, usually folks who are up, they look down. Yeah. Say that's entitlement, but actually it's like this reverse thing. It's these people who have so much that they just expect God himself to yield to them. And it's like, uh, he, he sent Jesus to the cross, Like any, any ministry to me is like, are you willing to die to self? Um, And they were kind of like, why would I want I'm pretty awesome. And I'm like, all right, well, this isn't, we're, we're speaking two different languages here. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you, Sean.
5: So I have a different take on entitlement um, that seems to be controversial in some circles. So I'm not trying to stir up controversy. god is no respecter of person so if he did something for this person for every person so every single person is going to get healed um which is kind of like entitlement but i think it's not I mean, i guess it's a little bit different but that's one that i see that people can get really hung up on because people say things like that a lot well if he did it for me he can do it for you and he can but he does like to reference back to your Paul's scoring in the side. He doesn't right. do that for everyone all the time. Right.
1: Right. So, like, yeah. 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 That's good. Laura. Yeah. Just because it happened to this person doesn't mean it's going to happen everywhere and to everybody. I mean, the other part of that that we tend to do is then then god does it one time in one place and then we make a formula out of it and say well if you do the the exact things those people did then you'll get to experience what they experienced and it doesn't happen
5: yeah we can put ourselves in control if i have enough faith if i pray the right prayers if i fast if i do this i can let god depend to my will
1: that's it that's it or even that
5: idea he owes me because he did it for this person so i gotta do it for me too
1: and and I jumped through all the hoops. I did all the same yes. things. I pray, prayed. I fasted. I, you know, I whatever whatever the yeah. the, the list is. I earned is, it. I was I a good Christian,
5: it.
0: right?
1: Exactly. I'm a good Christian. I earned it, I, and and that's back to that entitlement. So I'm entitled to God's favor. I'm not sure. You God. started by that. asking. Yep. Go ahead, Judith. Yeah. You you do it
2: started by asking what it looked what to us it looks like when people are acting
1: mm-hmm. when they're
2: expressing their entitlement and to me it looks like arrogance mm-hmm. there's self-absorption um mm-hmm. and yet i would want to go back and this is this is faith walking's uh, fault in my life to wonder where that's come from what insecurities mm-hmm. are they holding on mm-hmm. to that's making them feel they have to they have to look like they're in control they have to come across with that yeah confidence that i'm entitled because yeah. there's something in there that's hurting. Yeah. And broken.
1: Yeah. Judith it's time for you to become a faith walking coach. That was a great question.
2: I've been thinking about it Ken um seriously and as soon as i have some idea of where i'm going to be um i would love to do that. Good. Thank you.
1: Michelle, what are you thinking?
6: Um, I have a bit of frustration in me over a boundary that maybe God put in. And I don't see it quite like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because in my eyes where he said no to me and yes to someone else, the yes to someone else is like they don't, there's certain things that they're not doing that mean, then make it harder for me to be me in it. And I I can't fully explain. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's just, it's really hard to accept the no from God when, you see the outworking as hitting lots of people and causing lots of damage
1: mm. yeah,
6: and how does that how does that work if like
1: mm.
6: well, they had a yes from God to do something and look where we are now, and so I'm just a bit I could rant a bit about that, but
1: I'm yeah too
6: on a call.
1: so did god make a mistake
6: i don't think god does make mistakes
1: okay yeah i mean i'm just processing out loud i i agree but uh, yeah um
6: but what's may, he teaching us it and like what's he teaching right? everybody in that
1: are we sure situation? that it was god that said yes
6: that's a different question <laughs> of course
1: but but again it's the assumption that i make that i can hear god's yes and i know it clearly and god called me and so here i am well what if, what what if what if what if it was just me what if i got in the way i'm just wondering and i'm not at looking to you for an answer i'm just processing yeah. with you out loud
6: yeah or what if it's someone else's yes that means yeah. someone's been able to do something mm-hmm. and that yes, wasn't at the right time or fully thought through or fully heard God in that. I don't know
1: yeah, good.
6: yeah yeah, just yeah.
3: stirs up
6: lots of lots of questions. yeah, just about, stirs up lots of lots of questions about some things in my life some that would be easier in my if, life that would be no easier if... said across the board no was yes. said yes was said across the board mm, yeah <laughs> yes I was said you. across for the board <laughs> I, I hear you i I'm hear at. you so i hear you that's where i'm at
1: so anybody else alicia you want to say anything before we go um i would
0: i just was thinking a thought with boundaries um when it feels like somebody puts up a wall, is that them saying that I need a boundary? So don't cross this line. So I'm to honor that what I feel like is a wall, or am I to try push through that a little bit?
1: Here's what I think. Here's what I would say. I I, I would say healthy boundaries are not walls. They're fences with gates, so I let I, I allow the good in, and I make sure the bad stays out. Uh, when I build a wall, walls are about protection, and what I believe about boundaries are that boundaries are more about self-definition than they are about protection. Now they do protect us, okay. And, and there are times when we have to protect ourselves, but, but if a wall comes up, then, then I would ask Judith's question, I wonder what's going on behind that wall that makes the wall go up. What, what's getting stirred up? What anxiety is emerging uh, that's created a wall?